1: Welcome in to our Wednesday edition of the Leach Report. As the Wildcats scored a dramatic victory last night, beating Mississippi State in overtime. And now the uh, big showdown with Kansas is coming up on Saturday. We'll recap the win last night with Chris Fisher the Cats Paws, Seth Greenberg from ESPN, and Eli Gain from Lex 18. That is our guest lineup on this Wednesday Wildcat news of the day, a service of Giuseppe's of Lexington. Kentucky's win last night coming without Ty Ty Washington. As he had a boot on his left foot, left ankle, as he sat and watched from the sidelines. And the absence of Washington really came up in the second half. Kentucky built a 13-point halftime lead, pushed that to 16 early in the second half, looked to be cruising, but then state started to... uh, Make some adjustments, play better defensively, and it maybe Kentucky got a little tentative. But whatever it was, Kentucky would uh, continually be down at the end of the shot clock, struggling to find a way to score. And that's when Ty Ty Washington becomes the go-to guy to get you you know key bucket or two or three. Without him, Kentucky's got to find a way to to get it off some kind of set play or just scrambling. And uh, Keon Brooks had uh, a stretch where he hit three huge buckets when Kentucky was struggling to uh, score. And then Oscar Shebway took over for a stretch. But uh, Mississippi State had uh, Iverson Molinar heating up. He scored 30 and only had eight at halftime. So um, Kentucky was uh, struggling with him. Mississippi State... Uh, ran some uh, plays that Jay Lucas talked to us on the post-game show. There was a particular screen uh, it, screening action that uh, Kentucky was struggling to defend, and State got some backdoor layups, got some open threes, and uh, got back into a position where they tied the game multiple times. I don't think they ever got ahead, but it's uh, 72 all going to overtime, and then it became Kellen Grady time. Grady uh, missed a a contested shot at the end of regulation that would have won it for Kentucky. He had 10 points at the end of regulation. But with the shot clock winding down, uh, Kentucky, I think, maybe was on their second or third possession of overtime. Nobody had scored yet. Shot clock's winding down. Calipari lamenting on Saturday down at Auburn that the Tigers had guys step up and make plays, and Kentucky didn't, and Kellen Grady made a play. He found an open path along the baseline, he drove it, got a left-handed reverse layup that dropped in, and after the game he said that's what got him going to follow up with back-to-back
2: threes. Honestly, I think getting a drive and getting a, a point in the paint um, for a shooter, a lot of times it's pivotal just to see the ball go in and, um, in any fashion, really. You know, When you're hot from three, obviously that gives you more confidence to keep shooting threes, but sometimes it's... You know, it can be crucial to get to the line, just see the ball go in once or twice. Um, and in that case, I, I decided to put my head down and drive, and got a reverse layup, and then I think I made my next two after that. Um, so, and then just trust in in, in the repetition and in the practice, and all the time I've spent with, with Jay Lucas and Riley Welsh and um, Brad Calipari and our staff, and you know, if you trust yourself, I think. Eventually, they'll go
1: in. That was Kelly Grady after the game. His second three, the real knockout blow that um, pushed Kentucky up to a a six-point lead, was from that spot on the floor, I would say call it the Aaron Harrison spot back in 2014. Uh, That left swing where uh, he would shoot them at the three-point line or beyond it, as Grady did. And he uh, continually made those big shots, and uh, the spot where Grady hit the, the final clincher last night. Oscar Shibway was spectacular. 21 points, 22 rebounds. First Kentucky player since Mike Phillips in 76 to have a 20 game. First Kentucky player since 1951 to have five games of 20 or more rebounds in a single season. State's a very good rebounding team, top fifteen in the country in offensive rebounding, and Kentucky negated their second chance points with a forty-four to thirty-three rebounding advantage. Did have seventeen turnovers? Did Kentucky so, uh, and only two of those by Wheeler. So um, that was a contributing factor to the struggles in the second half. A couple of guys off the bench played uh, really well. Uh, Calipari went out of his way to praise Lance Ware, and I can see why. In seven minutes, subbing for Oscar Sheboy, Lance had four rebounds, a field goal. But most importantly, he had two things that don't show up in the box score. There were two plays where he kept a ball alive that led directly to a Kentucky basket. Uh, there was a dunk for Hopkins. I think the other one may have been a three. Uh, and then Dante Allen uh, came in in the first half, had a spectacular putback dunk, blocked a shot, um, had a three and gave Kentucky five points in the first half with just a lot of energy and played a lot in the second half. Uh, And so uh, that was uh, great to see for Dante. Oscar Shibway said after the game he believes that uh, Ty Ty Washington will uh, play for Kentucky on Saturday at Kansas, but we'll see. Uh, Louisville's reportedly set to part ways with Coach Chris Mack. That could come uh, as early as today. And the Kentucky women stopped their losing streak with a 67-55 to 55 win at Auburn last night. We'll come back, chat with Chris Fisher, the Catspaws. We're at the Clark's Pump and Shop studio in Lexington with the Leach Report. Our Wildcat News of the Day segments presented by Giuseppe's of Lexington. You can go to Lexington.com, make a reservation to see their menu of fantastic food. You get live jazz music every night with your meal so it's a true dining experience at Giuseppe's. We'll be right back with Chris Fisher. It's the Leach Report on Talk Radio 1080. Coming up next, it's Kentucky Sports Radio with Matt Jones. Thanks to the stories that we talk about in that opening segment each day can be found on our Bud Light Leach Report page at TomLeachKY.com. Chris Fisher joins us now from Cat's Paws, and uh, we'll start with Kentucky win last night that uh, is a good win for the resume would have been a really bad loss right
0: yeah really important win in my opinion you're without Ty Ty Washington who with all due respect to Oscar Sheway I think is the most important player on this Kentucky team you can see it you can feel it when when they're on offense especially so to get that win without him I think was huge losses like that you know when you're up 15 with 12 to go those are the ones that tend to add up come selection Sunday and end up costing you a you know a seed line or two and you know don't get me wrong I think Mississippi State is is good and one of the better teams in the league Iverson Molinar may be the best guard in the SEC and has given Kentucky major major problems uh the last couple times they've played but uh, Oscar was huge. Uh, Kellen Grady with the clutch buckets in overtime. I thought Keon Brooks uh, didn't have the best night, but but made several key shots down the stretch. And then Dante Allen uh, was able to give them some quality minutes off the bench. So all around, I think it was a, a really good team win. They gave up
1: 24 points in the first half, I think 48 in the second to uh, lead to the 72 all tie at overtime. Um You know, in our pregame yesterday, I was asking about the pick and roll defense at Auburn, and he said, you know, he doesn't have the length that he's used to having uh, to be able to defend plays around the rim. We're talking about those lobs to Kessler. That's why I think they continue to try to uh, give Damian Collins a chance to show something. Um, You know, they got a great defender in Wheeler. Otherwise, it's not a team that probably is going to be great defensively. They need, I think to be able to get a little better by March and then uh, they're going to have to lean heavily on uh, on the offensive end of the court and how good they be, can become there.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think this is a typical John Calipari team really in, in any way. I think offensively they're probably better than um, you know the last four or five Kentucky teams that he's had, but yeah, you're right. Defensively, they're not on the level that most of his teams have been on at Kentucky, and they don't have that, you know, marquee rim protector on the back line. Oscar Sheway can block some shots and, you know, leads the team in blocks and steals and uh, is able to, to do his part, but you're right. I think the emergence of Damian Collins would go a long way in helping solidify the scene, but, you know, John Calipari's teams also, I think, Get better defensively as the season goes along, and you would hope with so many veterans like Oscar and Severe Wheeler and Kellen Grady, at least from a positional standpoint, um, you know at least know where to be uh, on the floor, and and that can go a long way as well. And so I think this team still has the potential to get better defensively, but uh, I think at the end of the day, this is going to be a team that that beats you with offense instead of the the typical Calipari teams that, that beat you with defense and rebounding.
1: We saw the um, absence of, of Ty-Ty there in the second half when there were so many possessions that were late in the shot clock. And, um, you know, when he's – to have any shot to win at Kansas Saturday, I think they certainly have to have him
0: back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Tai ty is a unique player. Um, there are shooters and there are shot makers. There's a difference, and, and he's both. He can, you know, shoot spot-up threes and make them. Uh, he has the best mid-range game of maybe any Kentucky player I remember in in a long, long time. And he's also a guy that can initiate the offense. We saw that, you know, filling in for Severe Wheeler, you know, with the breaking John Wall's record with 17 assists against Georgia. And so he can do a little bit of – everything um for this team offensively which is crazy to think about given the fact that that he's a freshman and uh you can't speed him up he plays at his own pace he doesn't turn the ball over and just uh remarkable poise and uh maturity for uh for a freshman and you can see uh kentucky's just not the same team offensively without him
1: uh, Oscar Shibway with a 20-29, 21 points, 22 rebounds officially. The uh, first Kentucky player to do that since Mike Phillips in 76, which I think also was uh, may have been an overtime game like like this one. But uh, Oscar was uh, getting rebounds at a, a dramatic rate from the, from the start of this game. At the 10-minute mark of the first half, he was getting almost one rebound per minute uh, at that point in the game. So he is... Uh, this is something that we're, you know, haven't seen in a long time, and uh, not going to see again because you think about the numbers uh, anytime soon. Because the numbers he puts up uh, in rebounding, if you go back and look in, uh, at guys that uh, you know had big numbers, say in the fifties, there were a lot more shots and missed shots than to get. Right. So the percentage of missed shots he's getting
0: now is just amazing. Yeah, yeah, a completely different era. Um, of basketball where you're right, the team shot a much lower percentage and so there were a lot more rebounds available that you know played at a, a really fast pace. But, I mean, what else can you say about Oscar? I, I tweeted last night, I hope I, I don't become numb to the all-out effort that he plays with on a nightly basis. He'd been flirting with that 2020 game all season and finally got it last night. But, um you, you know, it, it gets lost because of such a, a – a, Unbelievable rebounder he is, but he leads Kentucky in scoring, rebounding, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, free throws made, attempted. Um, if he's not national player of the year with those kind of numbers, I'm not, I'm not sure it is, but, uh, he's, he's one of my favorite stories to come along in a long time. And I don't think I'm alone in that sentiment by, by any stretch. You can tell playing for Kentucky means a lot to him and he goes out and he shows it every single night. It's one of those, uh, perfect marriages that, touches fans and inspires people on a personal level and and part of what makes sports great and 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 kentucky basketball specifically
1: talk with chris fisher from the cats pause we'll take a break and uh come back continue the conversation here in just a moment we'll have seth greenberg and eli gain from lex 18 coming up in the second half of our show which is served up by wild eggs of lexington you're tuned to talk radio 1080 and the Leach Report, and visit
0: TomLeachKY.com for more news and views on the Cats. It's 25
1: past the top of the hour. We're visiting with Chris Fisher from CatsPaws.com, at Chris 24 247 on Twitter, where if you followed him, you would have seen a post uh, yesterday or last night about uh, the three biggest questions for Kentucky Uh, in the stretch run of the season. Number three is, can they get a little more from the group of Hopkins, Collins, and Allen? They certainly did last night, mainly from Hopkins and Allen. Can Brooks slash Toppin solidify the four spot? And uh, Brooks made some key buckets last night. Toppin was uh, important late uh, defending Molinar. And number one on the list, does Shaden Sharp play? A lot of folks thought he would last night. Um, It feels like it's coming, uh, probably sooner rather than later, but... Um you can see, you know, when they don't have Washington or if there'd be a game where Washington got into foul trouble, uh that's Sharp's game, what Washington brings, right?
0: Yeah, particularly with the injuries, I thought it would it was more likely than not last night that we would see Shaden Sharp play. But with the way the game played out, I could see why John Calipari didn't play them. Because even every time Kentucky got a cushion, it seemed like Mississippi State would battle right back, and that would be a difficult position uh, to put him in. But, you know, it, it's hard for freshmen, even really good ones, to just parachute in mid-season and hit the ground running. And as evidenced by the fan reaction, I don't think that's something that the average fan really understands. But at least from a talent and scoring Perspective. I, I still think he's a guy who who can help Kentucky this season and and take them to another level. Especially if the you know the injuries continue, if if Kentucky's you know forced to play uh, without a guy here, or a guy there. But hopefully, the injury wise, they're they're getting all, uh, all these uh, little tweaks out of the way uh, early. It's been kind of a, an unbelievable stretch here over the last couple of weeks.
1: I'm guessing that uh, for a player like Sharp coming in, in the middle of January, that offensively, Cal Perry said uh, Monday night that uh, you would keep things simple for him. That's talking about on the offensive end. You, know, you'd, you wouldn't give him a lot of plays to have to remember. You'd just give him certain things that he could uh, focus on. But there is that other end of the court. And I could see where that was maybe, uh, to your point, uh, is that game got tighter in the second half. Uh, an issue for a a player without the experience like Sharp against a Mississippi state team that runs a lot of set stuff and really good with with setting screens and and running things off those screens and, you know, the need for communication and knowing how to play a particular action they might run. And all of that, uh, takes time and experience.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things that can only come with time and experience and there's a lot, that goes into it and a lot more than a lot of people realize it and it starts with you know the scouting report understanding you know who you're playing and and doing your homework and and executing that you know during the game and uh there's a matter of you know the positional defense and knowing where to be and um and also the effort it takes to play hard on defense a lot of these guys are coming from a background where They've always been bigger, stronger, longer, more athletic, um, you know, and kind of focus their energies on the offensive end and, you know, could kind of coast on defense. And that's just not the case at the, the highest level of college basketball. And that will be uh, an adjustment for, for him as well. So I would think if you want to have him ready by, you know, postseason play that we'll start seeing. If it's going to happen, I think we'll start seeing Shaden Sharp uh, sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, that would uh, that would make sense. Thank you, Chris. All right, thanks. It's Chris Fisher. He joins us on Wednesdays here on the Leach Report uh, from catspaws.com. Uh, we are coming to you from the Clark's Pump and Shop Studio. Return, refresh, and refuel at 70 or so Clark's Pump and Shops all across the bluegrass. You can fuel up, and you can go into the Clark's Cafes and fuel up yourself with a Fantastic breakfast sandwiches. Great biscuits, uh, fried chicken uh, for lunch or dinner. Take some home from Clark's Pump and Shop. We'll be right back. Leach Report on Facebook. Show updates, contests, and other cool stuff. Check it out today. Leach Report served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. We welcome to the program Coach Seth Greenberg see him on ESPN you'll see him work at the game day show with his team from Lawrence on Saturdays
2: you guys go back out on the road is that exciting yeah it is exciting I mean we haven't been on the road in two years and uh, you know just to be out there and and you know feel the energy is so different you know when the studio is absolutely great our people have done an incredible job of making it uh, as good as it could be but there's a difference when you're out on the road and you have a chance to kind of feel the energy and the excitement of the of the game and the build-up to the game. So we're really excited and a great place to be. I mean, you talk about a, a great game, two great traditions, a great venue, great fan bases. It's going to be exciting.
1: Both Kentucky and Kansas coming off uh, overtime wins on their home courts. Um, what's uh, We haven't talked for a while, Coach. What's your take on... Uh, this team your, your friend John Calipari has put together for this year?
2: They're getting better. Uh, I'm really, really impressed. Uh, now, I wasn't the last 20 minutes defensively, but they've been really good defensively, really connected defensively, really alert defensively. Uh, they're getting better defensively. Obviously, they've been explosive in transition. Uh, you see Kel and Grady growing. You know, those two big shots, people forget. 2,000-point score at Davidson. I called a bunch of his games last year because we weren't on the road, so we did those Remy games, and uh, – He's made big shots before. Uh, that moment wasn't too big for him. Uh, Oscar is a phenomenon as we, we can see, but uh, you know, there are other guys that are getting better and growing up. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is they got to get healthy. Uh, you know, I think that's the most important thing. They got to get healthy and they got to stay healthy because they don't have tremendous depth, but I like their team. I like their unselfishness. I love their transition game. They've got to improve, I think, in two areas. Uh, Handling ball screen blitzes and traps, and I think they've got to do a better job of handling doubles uh, when uh, the ball goes into the post, uh, because Oscar's going to get doubled, and he's he's got to be able to continue to make plays. That that move he made on the baseline where he spun off the double team at the end of the game was as as good a play as I've seen him make in terms of instinctive, but uh, they're getting better. They're getting better.
1: Yeah, pretty reverse layup. Uh, Went under, flipped it back up over his head. Um, let's talk about Oscar for a minute. Uh, you watched him for a season plus at West Virginia. I asked Cal this, and I'll and I'll ask you the same question: Is is he better offensively than you thought he could be?
2: Yeah, he is. His footwork's better. After, just in general, his footwork uh, offensively, defensively, his ability to, you know, get in passing lanes, make deflections, help on ball screens, and then offensively uh he's very comfortable with that foul line stepping in and and that that really helps uh you know he can short roll and make that 15 17 footer his footwork around the basket like that spin out and taking it on the other side of the baseline uh was impressive you know to me uh so yeah he, he's much better uh he's much better offensively he's even you know he's got he's got a little bit of a feel for passing the ball now you know when he when he busts out with that rebound and takes two dribbles it's an adventure that next <laughs> pass but uh but yeah, he is, and you know to me it's his enthusiasm it's his passion it's his energy it's his smile it's how he interacts with his teammates uh and how the trust they have in him uh now I wouldn't want to be in the vicinity when he goes for a rebound because he doesn't care if it's an opponent or a teammate uh you know he's going to knock you over to get the ball, but uh he looks like just a you know to me, I was around him during Cal's camp, and he just has a joy about him. That is infectious. And this team has a joy about them, uh, that's infectious. Uh the maturity of Grady, the, the uh you know, the confidence of of a tie tie watching him grow, you know, the 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 kind of the you can't deal with me uh toughness of of Wheeler. Uh you see the you know, the way that Keon and, and Toppin have respected each other as they battle for those minutes, uh, there. I think it's a really fun team. To, it's an easy team to like.
1: Yeah, it is. You mentioned uh, Oscar's personality. It's just a, a team that you know seems to smile a lot. They seem to enjoy interacting <coughs> with each other. Last season was just brutal with all of the COVID issues, and then I think it was a team that had some you know, guys there who were more introverts. Um, and they didn't get a chance to bond and, and make those connections. And so this this team, the way that they play, not only the, the fact they're playing well, is just the tonic that the Big Blue Nation needed.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. And I, here's the thing. I, last, last year's team, uh, you know, in all due respect, to do what Don, uh, John does, you can't do it in a COVID year where you don't have access to your players. You can't get them in early. You can't develop those relationships. You can't develop those trusts. You can't. Uh, put in the work that you need to put in because these guys continue to get better throughout the season, but they build their relationships and the trust in the summer, and they also have a better understanding of the culture and the identity and the work it takes in the summer and uh, and they just didn't have that ability I, and I get a kick out of it, and you know maybe it's uh oh crusting me or whatever, but you know, a year ago, oh, well, Cal, he, you know, he's lost it. You know, they, you know, they need to run more, they need to shoot more threes. You need to be more like Alabama. They need to do this, they need to do that. You know, the game's passed them by. I mean, it's almost comical. And I know that's part of the, the magic in, that makes Kentucky what it is. He knows exactly what he's doing. And, uh, you know, those kids, you could see how much he's enjoying being back in the gym with his team. You can see how much he's enjoying coaching this team, but you know it. Sometimes it takes having something taken away from you to let you know how much you really appreciate it. And I think that you know, not just the players, but the coaches. You know, you know, the coaches love the relationships with the players. Coaches love spending time with players. Coaches love watching guys get better. When you're only coaching guys for two hours and you don't have those relationships, and uh, it is really, really hard to get that connection that can help you get someone somewhere they can't get themselves. And I, I see a joy in John's coaching uh, right now. I, I, I think he, I think that year uh, you know, he went underground after the season. I think he rebooted and, uh, and now that things have opened up and he can have his team back. Cause he didn't have his team last year because he didn't have, he wasn't able to do things. He does that makes Kentucky and what he does special and enables him to have the success and get and build it as quick as he can in terms of the relationships and the trust, he wasn't able to do those things last year, and, and you could see it on the court.
1: Talk with Coach Seth Greenberg, uh, he and Lafonso Ellis, Jay Billis, Reese Davis will be out in Lawrence, Kansas, on Saturday with their game day show for the Kentucky-Kansas game. I was watching the Jayhawks game against Tech. I know you and uh, Lafonso were in the studio, I think, breaking that down. So give me your thoughts. Uh, on the keys for both teams to get a win on Saturday in this matchup,
2: most important thing when you're playing against Kansas, you got to set your defense. You got to set your defense. If you don't, you know, similar to to John's team. If you don't get back and set your defense, get the ball into control, you're in trouble because they come at you in waves and they come at you and flow right into their offense. So you know you've got to get back, get the ball out of the middle of the floor, get in a stance, uh, get people off to help. And then you've got to be disciplined defensively because they're going to play deeper into the clock. You're going to have to guard the ball off the bounce. Your individual defense and your team defense have to be connected. Uh, that's going to be really, really important. You know, it's, it's real simple. You got to, you know, you got to defend Ochai off the, all those dribble handoffs and all those wide pin downs. Uh, they do a really good job of getting that ball reversed. So you, you know, you're closing out and then they're driving the ball right at the defender and he's coming off those dribble handoffs, and he's either you go under, like basically Kentucky did too many times with Shaquille Moore yesterday, and he's going to knock down the jumper. You chase it, and he's going to turn the corner. So I think that's really important. Uh, defensive transition, getting the ball into control, or what's the most important thing? Defensive transition, take care of the basketball, can't turn it over, and shot selection's got to be good. So Kentucky, their shot selection's got to be good. Their floor balance has got to be good. They can't turn it over. Uh They have an advantage in the post. Now, David McCormick was a good player, but he's obviously not doing the things that Oscar's doing. Uh I think in that environment, you know, they're going to have to really sit down in the stance and guard the ball. I mean, like guard the ball because Kansas is a downhill driving team. Uh And they've going to have to be really good communicating their switches. You get lazy with switches against Kansas and they're going to slip it and beat you. And, uh, I think Jalen Wilson's an X factor for Kansas. Uh, and I think that, you know, that's a good matchup for Kentucky with Keon and, and, and Jacob, but Jacob is, is healthy. And I think it's really important that he's healthy because I think Jacob also is a very good matchup for, uh, Ochayabaji in terms of using his length to contest shots. So, you know, Kentucky, take care of the ball, uh, shot selection, play ahead of the defense if you can, like you've done all season long and then handle whatever Bill Self throws in terms of being they're going to double Oscar or blitz and blow up those ball screens. So I think those are some things that I, I, I was, you know, Kentucky staff, I'm, I'm looking at today.
1: Coach Seth Greenberg, you'll see him on the game day show on ESPN on Saturday from Lawrence, Kansas. Thank you, sir. See you out there. All right, bro. Look forward to seeing you. Coach Seth Greenberg joining us here on the Leach Report. Served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington. Next, Eli Gain from LAX 18 on the Leach Report. This is where the Big Blue Nation gathers. It's Talk Radio 1080 and the Leach Report, followed by Kentucky Sports Radio. The All-A Classics are tipping off today over in Richmond for the boys and the girls. Uh, Fun tournaments for the smallest high schools in our state. Uh, and uh, if you are in that area and can get by to see some of the action, I would encourage you to do so. You'll see some uh, just kids having a lot of fun uh, that didn't get to participate in this event last year, and uh, some really good basketball, too. Eli Gain joins us from LEX 18 I'm sure if you can get access to LEX 18 you'll be seeing highlights of that. Right, Eli?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got um, – we are actually – I think one of the coolest storylines that we have going into the All-A is that – Sayer is participating for it in the first time so uh we were able to get over there and talk to them yesterday i know they're excited to kind of get out there and show how their program has been being built up over over the last couple of years and uh, hopefully to make a run at this thing and i know it's uh sort of uh, getting going again this morning we got p farmer going out there uh again a couple games this morning then uh we got a couple games going on later tonight that uh We'll be getting as well, so uh, we got a good little dose of, uh, of all eight games over the next couple of days here.
1: You see Eli on LAX18 Sports Coverage, also uh, from time to time on the BBN Tonight Show, so let's shift gears to the Cats, and it was uh, a game that Kentucky yeah, would have been a really bad loss. State is a good team, but given the mm-hmm. places Kentucky still has to go, Kansas has to go to Tennessee, it has to go to Alabama. I know the Tide's struggling a little bit, but still, there's some tough road games coming that uh, you really have to take care of business at home, and this would have been a bad one to take at home.
3: Yeah, especially being up by 15, you know, midway through the second half. This could have been one of those, if they were to lose, could have been one of those losses that lingers a little bit. And, you know, with – 18, 19, 20-year-olds, some things seem to stick in their mind, and it could be hard to bounce back, and especially after those games that you mentioned that are coming up when you're going on the road in very hostile environments. Uh, It could be hard to shake those things off, but, man, just just, uh, an awesome way to sort of close it out and starting to see a Kentucky team that can elevate and come out with the win in close games like this against, of course, last night against Mississippi State. But then you look back against Texas A&M. You now, just to grind these things out is, is a very positive thing to see and a good win, as you mentioned, for sure, and one that they needed to have.
1: Yeah, I said to uh, Jay Lucas, who came out to do the post game with us last night, it's just the kind of game you need, pause, as long as you win it. <laughs> yeah, and they did that. Did that last week down at College Station, and uh, the more of those that you are in and and win, the more your your confidence grows in that situation. And you know, this is the you know those kinds of games are where a guy like Ty Ty Washington is a valuable asset. So to to do it without him is uh, you know a, a nice plus.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, you know Coach Cal was talking during the post game last night saying that. You know the during those moments where they needed a basket, things just weren't falling. But it probably would have been better if Ty Ty would have been in that situation to where some of those baskets have been made because he's done it so many times this year in games. Uh, but I kind of want to shift too. I mean, without having Ty Ty on the floor, at, thankfully they were able to have Xavier back on the floor. Uh, I mean, I tell you, Tom, every time I watch him play. And I know he's had some, some games where he struggled this year, like the eight turnovers against, Kyle, or against Texas A&M. But just having him on the floor for the entire second half and just being able to see him run that offense when he gets the ball and how fast he is. I mean, I, if they don't have Wheeler last night, I don't know if they do kind of close that out. I'm not really sure, but no, I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> yeah but I mean it's just you know some games when he when he's on he is on, and once we get Ty tie back into that mix too i mean we've seen it we've seen what Kentucky can do when they have all these guys on the floor and it's got to be exciting for b b n to watch and then' it's hopefully washington's able to get back out there very very quickly
1: you know you'll as a coach I think you'll be you'll live with uh, probably You'd like it to be no more than three turnovers a game for him, but but uh, mm-hmm. you know you could almost even live with with four at times because uh, he's going to be so aggressive, and the the turnovers are going to be offset by the baskets that he creates and also that mm-hmm. he gets. He's so crafty, um, you know, around the basket with that left handed scoop and uh, kind of baby hook.
3: Yeah, and I mean it's just it's so it's so funny too. Like every time like I see him play. Like, if you haven't seen him play or didn't know that he played basketball, if you just looked at him coming off the bus, like, you'd be like, oh, this guy plays basketball? Yeah, okay. Because, you know, he is smaller in stature, a little more stockier than most point guards. I know he's in better shape this year than he has been in years past, but the way that he's able to create things, and as you mentioned, he can sort of deal with turnovers and stuff that he has just because of what he's able to create on the floor, you know, As soon as he gets that ball after a rebound and he starts pushing it, he's from midcourt to the basket in the blink of an eye. And just just what he does to put pressure on you defensively, too, uh, it's been (laughs) – it's just – it's cool to see. And um, I think we're very lucky that, you know, we're we're able to watch what he's able to create on the floor. And I think BBN's pretty lucky to kind of just have – the opportunity to see what he can do when when he's on i know he's had his off games this year but when he's on he's on and he's a big element to what kentucky can do not only now but what they can do in march as well
1: yeah his his brain must be if you could get a camera inside of there like a computer i mean he's going so fast <laughs> but yet clearly processing a lot uh that yeah. he is seeing
3: yeah, I know, right? And, and especially, as he mentioned, just for how quick he's moving and just being able to see. It would be crazy just to, you know, get into the mind of Xavier when he is pushing the floor and how quickly his eyes have to be moving with how quick his feet are moving and with how quick his handles are moving. I guess it would just, be- it just seems like a rare thing that not a lot of us can – Really do,
1: but that's just,
3: you know that 's just what great athletes do, and fortunately he he landed with big Clue this year to be able to show it off to us
1: It would be one of, like one of those fighter jets where they get uh, they 're going at you know, <laughs> uh, Mach, Mach one or something and they get uh, all of a sudden radar lock on a target and that 's kind of <laughs> Um, yeah. It feels like what he does <laughs> well, when he's moving and uh, knows where he's going to throw the ball, I think, a, a few steps uh, ahead of when he actually makes the pass. Uh, Eli, appreciate the time. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. We'll, we'll come back close out this edition of the Leach Report in just a moment. Last night, Georgia beat Alabama 82-76. Tide really seems to be having some issues right now. Number one, Auburn survived a scare and won at Missouri 55-54. They had a little bit of a Kentucky hangover there. Uh, Late last night, number seven, UCLA pounded. Number three, Arizona 75-59. Number 10, Michigan State lost to Illinois 56-55. Chris Livingston, Casey Wallace, future Wildcats, named to the McDonald's All-America team. That'll do it. We'll see you tomorrow on the Leach Report, served up by Wild Eggs of Lexington.